With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Building downtown. Building downtown. Building downtown. Fuck, we're here. Fuck the intro. Well, Rod Frazier's here. Building downtown. We just, we just, he's <laughs> out from what? Uh, Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. A couple years ago, when you were first on here, you Jake Paul just boxed. I think it was it was either Ben Askren or Nate Robinson. And you yes. said you have amateurs that would kick his ass. Do you still have amateurs that would kick his ass? Yes, but <laughs> but but it's with a caveat. Now, the thing uh, is, this uh, Jake Paul gets a lot of grief, uh, but he's only been boxing four years. He's had eight fights in four years. If he was twelve. And he had started at 12 and had just turned 16 with eight fights. He would just leave uh, fighting novice amateurs to fighting open amateurs. He's doing all this as a pro. So he's fighting the people he should fight. Everybody wants him to fight. Oh, he needs to fight a 10 and 0 pro. Well, if that 10 and 0 pro had like 70 amateur fights, he's still <laughs> light years ahead of where Jake would be. Mm-hmm. If if they're trying to make, you know, build him as a fighter, then he's fighting the Nate Diaz's and the Anderson Silva's. That's about the level he's at. Yeah, so it's, it's not really it's not. I mean, you know, the thing is, this he gets a lot of uh, grief. He's the YouTube guy and all this, but he's not shortchanging the the sport. He, he has real trainers. Uh, BJ Flores, who used to train him. He was a, he fought for titles. He's a real trainer. Uh, JD, uh, JD on love. Um, he's a real fighter. Actually, I know his trainer. His old trainer, Chris Ben, me and him come from the same coaching tree. Oh wow! Shane Mosley um, is a Hall of Fame fighter. He's a real trainer. He has real sparring partners. So he's he's doing it. It's, will he ever be good at it or great at it? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Uh, but. I, I I think he's doing all he can. You know, he's he's 26 years old. He's putting in real work, but is he gonna fight? Uh, you know, one of the top cruiserweights in the world and win? Uh, probably not. But he is showing a side of what you need to do in 2023. Old fights. Uh, I've met his strength and conditioning guy, and they got like 15 uh, other boxers in that camp. Jake makes more than all of them combined. Oh, shit. And he's got Amanda Serrano. What? She made a million dollars. How many female fighters, uh, boxers, have made a million dollar purse? Mm -hmm. Like, none. So he's he's doing some good things. uh, But as long as he's connected to YouTube and the Disney and all these old dudes in boxing, all well, you hate everything because <laughs> boxing has passed you by. That's not how these guys don't need to promote. They don't need a Bob Arum anymore. They don't need a top rank or golden boy. They don't need to promote like this is 1980. Mm-hmm. They need to promote like it's 2023. 
Get your YouTube up. Get your Instagram up. Get your thread or X or whatever it is. Get your followers there. Make them invested in you. And then they'll Mm -hmm. watch and pay for you to fight. And you can make your money. It is called prize fighting. Because nobody gives a rat's ass at the end of the day when these dudes end up sipping out of sippy cups when they're 50 (laughs) years old. Nobody cares. Literally nobody. Yeah, get your money and, and stay as healthy as you possibly can in a very violent game. Yeah, and it's funny you say that too, Botum. Um, it's 2023, the way you promote yourself now. We see it with music and everything, right? There was a time you had to submit your demo and then hopefully you get signed or get a call. Right. Now, literally, you can go direct to your fans. You can make your YouTube channel. You can shoot your own videos, everything. So this way, I mean, what Jake Paul is doing is fairly unique. But do you think we're going to see more and more of this follow suit and not just boxing with MMA as well? I, I think you will. Uh, MMA is a little different animal because once you're under contract with a promotion, they kind of own your naming rights. And so it's kind of hard to have wiggle room in there. I mean, we saw what Francis Nagano went through mm-hmm. uh, trying to get stuff in the UFC. Uh, finally had to go to the PFL and, and to do his own thing. So it, it'll be harder in MMA. But yeah, they definitely can, can take that route. And we see it with Ryan Garcia. Ryan yeah. Garcia... And and people criticize him for it because people don't know what it's like to be a professional athlete. They think all you do is be a professional athlete. There's 24 hours in a day. (laughs) (laughs) If you sleep 10, you still have 14 hours in your day. Nobody trains for 14 hours. If they do, they're dumb because they don't know what they're doing. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're going to train for probably five hours in any given day uh, with your strength and conditioning, with your skill work, with your sparring. Mm-hmm. But you still have a lot of time to do other things. So that's when you can do podcasts and, and, and be on Instagram. And it doesn't have to take away from what you're doing. But again, a lot of old people are mad. Well, this is not how they did it in 1960. <laughs> well, we're not in 1960. You know, we're in 2023. Let the, now, do I, I do I like everything that's done? No. But mm-hmm. they do it a different way. And it's okay. And I don't even have to like it. But it, And that's okay, too. <laughs> I think I found Saturday night's event to be a lot better than, say, like, I forget which one it was, but I know they had, like, Snoop Dogg, De La Hoya, uh, and, like, triller. four other commentators. Yeah, tr- Triller one, and fucking half of them were drunk on the mic and everything like that. That was when I was really like, this is a full-blown circus. But the the Serrano-Heather uh, party fight on Saturday, that was an amazing match. I mean... That was a great fight. Yeah. Heather is a beast. I mean, I've been familiar with her for a long, long time. But to still be able to take that kind of punishment this far in her career, not a lot of people are doing that, man or male or female. No, and I would take the payday I got from this fight and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't doing yep. this too many more times. <laughs> like, nope, you ain't getting me out there like that. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Go ahead, that's sorry. good though. Yeah, yeah that's Chris, Chris Avila, he looked pretty decent against Jeremy Stevens. Well, I mean, um, again, I mean, the thing is, this. <laughs> I mean, right. for that level, let's let's not get yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Yeah, and 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 look. All these MMA guys, look, boxing is a part of MMA. Mm. Very few of them uh, box and understand all the nuances of boxing. And it's and it rightfully so. You have to worry about other things uh, when you're doing MMA. Yeah. But 
make no mistake, most of these dudes that they call good boxers in MMA, boxing sucks. They're good, they're good <laughs> MMA boxers. They're not yeah, good boxers. I, yeah, so. I mean, the biggest, like, and, and don't get me wrong, I like Nick Diaz, Nate and Nick. You better be uh, careful. But, <laughs> what? They can't outbox me. <laughs> I mean, they're they're going to have to take me down. <laughs> no, but but you're never going to knock one of them out because they're just going to turn into goo and they'll keep on moving. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> right, right. No, and the, their boxing, I thought, was overrated and, and overstated for what it is. In MMA, um, even. Uh, you know, they're, they're good. They're tough. Uh, they, they're smart in there and they have a, you know, they throw a lot of volume. It's, it's can to like being a high level amateur in how uh, they, they're touching, 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 and they'll throw a big shot in every now and again. But if people thought that they were going to beat, oh, this dude could beat this boxer. No, that's never going to happen. They're not beating top 15 boxers ever. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Unless they, they have to dirty it up. They have to muck those kind of fights up. But straight on, straight boxing and trying to out-nuance that, uh, a boxer that's been doing it since they were eight, not yeah. happening. Well, like you told us the one time when you were on about uh, James Tony and Randy Couture, <clears throat> Randy or someone in the gym had this idea that, you know, Randy's going to test his hands against James Tony. And you're like, not a fucking chance. No, you're- no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't in the gym. Because nobody at our gym was that stupid. <laughs> it, it was actually, uh, we were in the green room in Vancouver when oh. they were getting ready to announce uh, the fight. Uh, oh, Chuck okay. Liddell had just lost to um, um, Rich. Franklin. Oh, last Rich year. Franklin, yeah. yeah. Just lost to Rich Franklin. We're in the green room. And they're like, yeah, Randy, you got an easy fight. You got James Tony. You can dirty box with them. I'm like, no, the hell we're not. <laughs> no, the fuck we're you not, can't. Yeah, we're not dirty boxing with a boxer. Are you stupid? That's <laughs> actually the James only Tony. Way, yeah, the only way James can win this fight is we keep it standing. Yep. So as right. long as the fight was going to stand is touching gloves. That was the last moment that fight was standing. <laughs> right, right. Let's tell and, the wrestler to box the boxer. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, I remember once upon a time, Sure Dog used to have the picks of the fighters and coaches and how they think it was going to go. And a lot of people's like, yeah, Randy could dirty box with him. And I'm like, what are you <laughs> talking about? Like when you don't think a boxer knows how to dirty box. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> and yeah. And the only way for him to win that fight or to be in this fight is to allow it to stand. And like, mm-hmm. that's just dumb to me that you would play to somebody else's strength to prove a point to who. Right. That's why Randy got the fight because UFC knew that of all the people was going to go in there and do their thing. Randy was going to stick to who he was. He didn't care what James said, what kind of trash James talked. It didn't matter. He was going to be Randy mm-hmm. right. and he was going to take him down. Now, if he had gave him Chuck or if he had gave him Bandelay, I mean, uh, James <laughs> could probably have talked them in. To standing, <laughs> yeah. especially Vanderlei. Was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, but, yeah, but, but or like a Lieben, Rand- could you imagine? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, but but those guys, they think they they like, oh, I could box with a boxer. My standing's good. No, your lights are gonna go out. And, <laughs> and Randy, put it this way: in a boxing match, that fight doesn't leave the first round. In the MMA match, that fight doesn't leave the first round. You just have different winners. Yeah. What about? Uh, I just hated. I gotta say though, like I, I 
thankfully had forgotten all about that until you two just brought it up. <laughs> there was not there was not one second of that I wanted to see to begin with. Dirty boxing wrestling. I don't give a shit. I didn't want to see a second of it. You know what? Uh, I it, it's funny because James James was stalking Dana White. James mm-hmm. is actually calling me because uh, we have some mutual friends. <laughs> While I'm at UFC fights, cornering guy. It's like, yo, I want to talk to Dana. I'm like, Dana ain't next to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's not cornering I, my fighter, bro. Yeah, I, I, I don't talk to Dana either, man. You're going to have to do that on your own. But you got to look at where James was in his career. He wasn't getting any more big boxing matches. Mm-hmm. He was looking for a payday, and he got one. He got a real nice payday out of that. So I can't be mad at him for that. Yeah, but I was like, if we just thought of Butterbean instead, like, why are we doing this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's that funny. was a thriller fight to me. Yeah, it, it's funny because you know Dana says I don't do gimmick fights. Right, right. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Fuck you, you don't, do. dude. Okay. Yeah, Look, you do. The Brock Lesnar, Randy Couture, you were right. right there for the whole thing, man. Like right. that's like the beginning of this shit. But at least Brock yeah. was legit, like a legit. Yeah, wrestler. Brock had a legit wrestling background, mm. and that motherfucker is big as a house, literally. <laughs> like he was cutting to two sixty five. Like <laughs> holy shit, this is a big dude. <laughs> but you know he, but wrestling is has a, always had a strong base in MMA. So mm-hmm. least. He had that base. It was it's like CM Punk. What were you doing? You're trying to recreate <laughs> what you did with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but CM work. Punk w- w- was just an athlete and he had nothing. He had no boxing, he had no jits, he had no wrestling, he had nothing. Mm-hmm. Man. I was so glad to not think of any of these things for like years. <laughs> what do you want to I, talk about? I just I just successfully got away from remembering that the Ultimate Fighter even existed, and that motherfucker's been trending for the last three days. Oh, that was no. That's talking about the worst six weeks of my life. Yeah, <laughs> that bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it really? That, that shit was horrible. But as as a trainer, yes. Why? Why? Because the uh, Neil Magny was on the opposite team. I love uh, the, oatmeal. Go ahead. And sorry. Neil is the brightest <laughs> spot that came out of that that season. Mm-hmm. We had dudes who were either too green, they were journeymen, and they didn't fucking listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Roy Nelson's a coach, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, you know it could go one or two ways right there. Chicken All right, shit, so Roy right. comes in. <laughs> Roy comes in and says, look, I've done this show before. My job is to get you from one fight to the next. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good. And then I follow that up by, I am not your coach. I'm leaving my guys. <laughs> I'm leaving my gym to come coach you. All right. So he's right. I'm not trying to break down your style and who you are as a fighter in three days and try to rebuild you. That's stupid. I'm going to kill your confidence. So I'm going to give you little tidbits to try to get you through the next fight. All right. Now, Roy brings in everybody as guest coach. Like he had <laughs> Nate and Nick Diaz. He had Jake Shields. He had Gilbert Melendez. He had Mike Pyle. He had Martin Kompen. He had Rashad Evans. Jesus. He had Forrest Griffin. He had Hoyce Grace. Mm-hmm. They only showed you Forrest Griffin in the final show. Mm-hmm. People don't even know Hoyce was one of the, the guest I coaches. Didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. That's wild they and, didn't show him. 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a picture on my Facebook of being Rashad uh, on season 16, but I don't even think they showed the Rashad episode. Or if they what? did, it was very brief. But what? all our fighters, what they do, except for a couple, they shitted on us. Oh, fuck. All, they, all these coaches. Oh. They, they, now, they talk shit. They let us know in the green room before the semifinals they had been talking shit. So me being me was like, all right, well, I'm a results guy. Since y'all think Shane Carwin's group did so well, how many do they have in the semifinals? There's like two. How many do we have in the semifinals? Two. So I guess it really didn't matter mm-hmm. on, on which way you went. I like, but Shane's whole crew, they left their families, their gym, their loved ones all in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Wow. To come out here, so all they could do was focus. And Shane didn't your... even want to do the show, if I recall. I mean, yeah. he did it, but he did. Yeah, he did it. He didn't want to do it, but mm-hmm. I like. But but they left all their responsibilities back home. Yeah, all your bullshit. Coach... <laughs> yeah, all your coaches here have family here. We have to do shit according to what we do here. Yeah. So if I have a child, if my child needs to be picked up at noon, fuck your practice. Yeah. You want to get my child. <laughs> <laughs> when when I didn't think half of you were any good anyway. <laughs> You're not locking me in a house with a professional room. Right. I mean, and it turned out I was right because only a couple of them went to the UFC and only Neil did anything there. But on our team, Colton Smith, he kind of got a raw deal. Okay. Colton won the show. Uh Colton was a and still is a full-time soldier, mm-hmm. part-time fighter. Mm-hmm. He had only had three fights coming in to the show. Wow. And he won. And he won. But that's because he's ultra disciplined and he's good in isolation. You, you wasn't going to catch him drunk or doing any of those things. He was going to mind his P's and Q's and train and mm-hmm. stick to who he was as a fighter. He was a wrestler. He was going to take everybody down. So exactly the kind of person they didn't actually want on the show. Yeah. yeah. but right. and, that's what he, and that's what he did. Right. But when he fought, like I, um, everybody he fought had more experience than him. Mm-hmm. And they were better MMA fighters than he was. But he had that target of being the ultimate fighter winner. And it's like, yo, oh. he's, he's, he's not ready to, to, to be the ultimate fighter and to be <laughs> showcased because he's only had, he's two and one Holy as a shit. fighter. As a pro fighter, and I mean, outside of the exhibitions on the show, as they call. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have a lot of experience. And uh, I mean, let's see. Yeah, he fought some monsters right out of the gate. I can't can't even remember who it was. I believe he fought Robert Whitaker. Oh, my God. Yeah, who had 12 fights at the time. Who, had, who, was, who was a big 170-pounder. He had, he, before he moved up to 185. Um yeah, so everybody he fought had way more experience, and they were ready to be in the UFC. And Colton wasn't because Colton was still a full-time soldier. And now, where where is he stationed? Who does he get to train with? Does he have good enough training part- partners to get him where he needs to go? And, and that that just didn't happen for him. And and that contract's horrible anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah he, he, I, don't, I don't know what it is now. He got Robert Whitaker right off the bat. Then he got Michael yeah. Chiesa, then yeah. Diego and Mike, Ferreira. Yeah, and all of them were better MMA fighters than oh, what yeah. he was at, at that time. He, he was a, he was a two-in-one kid who's a part-time fighter, full-time soldier. So 
it it, it really he really really didn't get a chance to showcase who he could have been as a fighter. And then the rest of our team, I don't even know if anybody else of our team even went to the UFC. I think yeah. a couple did, but they did they didn't live up to what they could have been. But th- this is how our season was. So um, I remember uh, that season. Like I'm, I've always loved Shane. Yeah. Um, so. And I remember, I remember like that was my, that was my return to tough. Cause I don't like the show. I haven't liked the show since day one. I never got into it. <laughs> I never liked it. I never watched it. I didn't care if it was GSP or Connor or John Rhonda. I don't give a shit who you put on there. I don't care about it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really like the shows. I, I like the bringing everybody in the house. I didn't like the isolation. I didn't like getting, you know, that you gave them alcohol all the mm-hmm. time. It's nobody a reality trains. show, dude. Yeah, nobody trains like that. And, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, well, some people do train like that. <laughs> I mean, but, but, <laughs> but I just didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that any even some of the guys inside the show said, "Yeah, if we ran out of food, uh, they might be slow in getting us some of the food we like." But if we said we ran out of alcohol, that was there. Yeah, right away. Wow. Well, but that's what I was gonna say. Like, I I hadn't watched it in so many years because I just never really liked the show, but. They got Shane on there. I knew he didn't want to do it, but he did it anyway. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. And I started and watching we, it and I was like, but this is even worse than I remember. And like, I still to this day. So I'm so glad you're saying all this because yeah, and then I, when I had, watched it, I was like, is it, is it this bad or is this season pretty bad? Yeah, <laughs> and, and then we had, well, then we had guys who were not natural 170s. I mean, I don't like Neil and a couple other dudes were the only what, real 170 pounders. Uh, you had uh, Bristol. He was a, Bristol had fought as high as 205. And Holy he was a natural 85 pounder. Uh, and he, him and Roy had beef, so Roy didn't want him on our team. But we that was the only fighter we knew because he had <laughs> trained at extreme from, from time to time. Right. And so they had issues. And then I knew Colton a little bit because one of my other fighters at my gym from Iowa knew Colton. So he'd actually come into my gym when he was doing uh, all the physicals and stuff for the show. Um, and then we had other guys. I just had no idea who they were other than some of them were journeymen. And it was like, uh, Michael Ricci was a, a 155 pounder. Julian Lane at that time, uh, Ooh. let me bang bro. Was a yeah. 155 <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, 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 he, and he's actually a good kid. He was a good kid. Uh, the problem was he was young. He had two kids. He had a two-year-old, and he had a child that was a few months old before he went on the show. Wow, right? that's a he lot. He loses. He loses, and you know it went all downhill from there because he was like, "Coach, I got nothing. I got two kids. I ain't got no job." And you know he lost. Like I, I don't have a career. So he's acting out, and that's that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the most poignant moment of the show was after he lost. And he's saying he ain't got nothing, and he's 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 very upset. I pull Pat Barry from the other team. I literally was about to be like Pat ketchup and rice story. Yeah, I pull Pat in from the other team. I was like Pat, talk to him. You are homeless until you want a fight night bonus. Let you know, let him know it's gonna be all right. Pat talks to him. They don't put any of that on the show. Oh man, which but, is a shame because like everybody, especially at that time, loved yeah. that. Yeah, so, yeah. but he 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 gets drunk and starts talking about let me bang, and then you have the other idiot, uh, Michael Hill from Canada, who <laughs> <laughs> moron, um, 
egging him on. And, and now that's what he's known for his entire career. But he's more than that. Actually, he's a good dude. He has four kids. He's a good father. Uh, he's, he's gone on to carve out his little niche and he's done MMA. Um, he, he went on a, another UFC uh, ultimate fight season and then he's been in bare knuckles. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad dude, but you get these snapshots of that's who everybody thinks this kid is. I mean, it could have been mm-hmm. worse. He could have been Gabe Rudiger. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> Junie Browning. And, oh, and Junie's another one. Junie's at least in, a nice guy. Yeah, uh, uh, Junie came and trained with us a little bit. But I think by the, the later, you know, after season three, everybody became affected. It's, it's sort of like American Idol. Yep. The first couple seasons of American Idol, there was bad singers and, and they thought they were good. But then mm-hmm. you just got people who wanted to be on TV, knew they were bad singers. Yep. And just wanted to be on TV. So that, then I think you just started to get people who wanted to act a fool. And see what see what they could what would come of it. Uh, Junie had some talent, and I think had he harnessed it and and been in the right situation, he could have been a decent fighter. But once he started wilding out, then he became a target, and then people just wanted to beat him up because they could make their name off of the name he made yep. on the Ultimate Fighter, and so it, <laughs> that just put him in a bad spot. Like even War Machine went through Ultimate Fighter. All, all kinds of fucking wonderful humans. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's got to be the worst woof, one. <laughs> woof, yeah, that's yeah, a that, bad one. That is a a bad human. Now, my war machine story because he they they've all trained in Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, before Randy opened up his gym, uh, we were at uh, a gym called Zion's Training Center, and it was a little gym. That everybody was at. Uh, Randy was training there. Everybody. So they bring this dude in, uh, War Machine. I don't even remember his real name now. Uh, <laughs> John Copenhagen. Uh, yeah, John yeah. something. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Right. It, it doesn't matter. So they bring him in. <laughs> and I didn't know him and Mike Pyle were fighting on the same card. Mm. So we're getting ready to go to the Gracie Fighting Championships in Ohio. So this is like our last hard day. It's a Saturday. Mike Pyle beats the living shit out of this. <laughs> For several rounds, Mike is playing tunes on his head, like going, looking at me going, dot, dot. Okay. Had no idea they were fighting on the same card a week later. Oh. Until we got on the plane. And I was like, oh. What are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm fighting on the same card. <laughs> like, what? I like, oh, well, you ain't one of my fighters. I don't care if you have no confidence going into the fight. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. But yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, he he's definitely a oh, bad human for sure. Oh, he's a piece sure. of shit. Oh, you think? Yeah. I mean, bad human, piece of shit. It, there's not really any adjective that accurately no. describes what he is yeah yeah what, fucking what scum. how long how long how long a sentence did he get i don't even remember life a life did he get life yeah yeah he got life, life. Uh, i mean he looked her ass good that that oh, was yeah. his se- that was his second his second stint in prison mm. this is his second stint i think he i knew that the- because he went to bellator for a hot minute the first time he came out of prison yeah yeah mm. Fuck man, and that that other guy that was in the house with Christy Mack, can you imagine how fucking terrified he must have been? Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is this: 
if you're gonna date a porn star <laughs> who's who's dated a crazy ass mixed martial arts fighter, <laughs> you might want to stay away from that relationship. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm yeah. like, ah, you're not that cute. No, definitely don't go spend the night at her house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that dude still has a key to the house. <laughs> no, no, fuck. Yeah, man, that dude must have been just fucking terrified. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. It's funny to hear about... Forget, wait, forget that guy, though. Imagine the neighbor. Because isn't that she got away, like, all naked and bloody and fucked yeah. up and ran to the neighbors? Yep. Yeah, and I'm thinking if I was your neighbor, I am probably not opening the door. Right! Fuck not, no. bro. <laughs> like, no. oh... Oh, you're naked and bloody. Yeah. Right. I'll call the police for you. Right, right. Somebody rearranged your face. Like, I'm going like, to call yeah. an ambulance. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll get you some help. This isn't going to be for me. <laughs> you got an emergency contact or something you want me to call? Right. <laughs> like, oh, no. Wow. Look, he, has, he has possibility of parole after 36 years. Oh, okay. Oh, good, good times. And he's like, how old? Probably 40 now? God, who knows? Uh, who knows? Who cares? Yeah, no yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to some other gimmick fights. I saw earlier today Fedor called out Mike Tyson for a boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What, what I, I haven't even heard that one. Me either. Fedor, Fedor called Fedor, out Mike Tyson for a boxing Fedor match. Fedor called out Mike Tyson. Yes, Fedor wow. Emilianenko. That one. <laughs> it's not a different one. <laughs> wow. Does that get you excited? No. No, that's <laughs> a trailer fight. But yeah. I would watch his brother in a, a like a barroom fight. Alexander. Alexander? <laughs> that dude is scary as shit, bro. He's another one's in prison for rape or something, isn't he? I don't know what. Yeah. Well, he he, he has a tattoo of a Grim Reaper with a baby, bro. Yeah. Not messing with that dude. Yeah. Like <laughs> no shit for I think it was affliction. I think it was affliction. Yeah, so we're down in California, and I think his fight got canceled because he had hepatitis, right? Now I'm from LA. Mm-hmm. And I I you know, I know people from around the way in LA, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So Fedor is like a jovial guy. He doesn't speak a lot of English, but you know, he'll pour you some vodka and play cards with you. <laughs> and share his sweater. His brother, though, that dude looked like, yeah, he walking my way. I'm going to walk the other way. Yeah. I people, <laughs> people clear this building in 15 minutes. I'm still not messing with that dude. Yeah. Nope. Yes. Yeah, he was another one that wasn't supposed to be able to get into Japan because he had been in prison. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> mm, he's out now, it looks like. He, had, he got a four and a half year sentence in 2015. Yeah. yeah did it, no. Was it a rape or something like that? It's probably sexual probably a sexual assault stop i mean i mean if you're anybody in your right mind would you want to sleep with that dude no, no, no. <laughs> like willingly no he this is this is gonna make no sense it only makes sense <laughs> to me but like visually i felt like he was like the russian roy russian roy nelson yeah man but not as good no, 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 but, just visually. But but I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You hear this shit about Bellator is up for sale? There's rumors of it? There's rumors that uh, that some Saudi people want to buy Bellator with deep pockets. So we'll wow. see what happens. 
see what Maybe happens. With that. Compete with the UFC then. Yeah, well, the Saudis they are getting into all kinds of sports. Like they're, Bro, they're, they they have like fifteen trillion dollars, so yeah. they can do whatever right. they want. <laughs> like, yeah, they but, offered like Tiger Tiger Woods nine hundred million dollars to go play a game of golf over there or some shit, and a few other golfers crazy money like that. Some basketball I, players they've been. I offering. wish I could play golf. <laughs> Nine hundred million. You ain't got me nine hundred million. Hell, I'll different. learn any get, sport for that. Shit, you can give me nine hundred dollars, and I'll go over there and play golf. <laughs> but, but yeah, the they have sports. crazy. They have crazy money, and yeah. So there's rumored that they're they're looking to buy Bellator. We'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens, and hopefully, um, you know, Bellator needs to make some better decisions and and kind of, you know, because they got some real good fighters over there. It's yeah. a shame if it goes away and we don't know who those guys are. You know, mm-hmm. whatever happened to Bjorn? Where did he end up? I don't know. I don't he, know. He tweeted off to Mexico, and that's the last we heard from him. Did he really? Is that a real statement? Yeah, he that he he came back to tweet something like two more tweets like years after that. But after he <laughs> was gone from Bellator, his last tweet for years was off to Mexico. <laughs> and then I found out everyone hates him. Yeah. <laughs> He was always a fucking good guy to me. And I was like, yo, Bjorn's the shit. And then he Same. left. Yeah. I'm talking to Bellator fighters that I'm friends with that were on the roster at that yep. time. And they'd be like, I fucking hated him. He's a scumbag. I was like, really? <laughs> no but, idea. But, but in all fairness, which promoter's not? True. Sure, Is but most his- of them, you know that. Like, people hated Bob Arum, Dana's what, you know, like, people were like, Bjorn's the nice, put together, nice MMA guy. Right, but they've made a lot of people millionaires. So, you know, even the ones that hated them kind of had a love-hate relationship with them because you you had to deal with them. I remember asking a couple of fighters, like, why do y'all deal with Don King? And it was like, look, Don is going to give me (laughs) two more million than Bob Arum. He's going to steal what he's going to steal. And it is what it is. Mm So you can't, you know. But getting into the sport, and I tell all fighters, it's promoters and matchmakers are not your friend. No. No. It's kind of a pimp whole kind of relationship. Yeah, one hundred percent. You just don't want to be a streetwalker. You want to be a call girl. (laughs) 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 Did the number of people back when I was more involved that talked about Sean Shelby like they thought he was actually their friend was breathtaking. Yeah, like he's a promoter. I mean, he's a matchmaker. He's not your friend. He's going to do what's best for the company. That's not what necessarily what's best for your career. And then people don't know how to manage careers. Fighters don't know how to manage careers. A lot of trainers don't know how to manage careers. It's like, why are you fighting a 50-50 fight on a prelim card? Should not be fighting a 50-50 fight for eight and eight. Mm -hmm. That makes no sense. And even if I have to keep you outside of the UFC or Bellator or any of these other organizations for a lot longer, then that's what you do. Learn how to become a professional. Learn how to, you know, do your strength and conditioning, learn your craft. Then when you're making real money, then we're in 50-50 fights. Mm-hmm. But you, I, I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. I see it on the internet. All I see it on Facebook. I'm like, I'll fight anyone. Yeah, and you'll be sipping through a sippy cup yeah. after 12 <laughs> fights, bro. Every fight can't be like we're going to war. Can't do that. Your body can only, your body only has so many of these in you. And you have to manage it a little bit differently. Oh, Frankie. Uh, and we, uh, I mean, <laughs> Justin Gaethje is probably the most recent evidence to that. That guy was like a human am, car accident. 
I'm so proud that he has changed how he fought. Mm. Like, even though I like Dustin and Dustin's my boy and I thought he was going to win that fight. Yeah. Four years ago, if Dustin has him in trouble, he's coming out guns are blazing again. Yeah. And he'll get knocked out. And he changed. And uh, he's realized, like, if I want to be able to spell my name in a couple years and they're not <laughs> just calling me Jay, I have to change how I do this. And, and so good for him. But, yeah, you can't – every every fight doesn't have to be spectacular. Um, fighters need to learn that. Sometimes we just got to win and move on. And then those times to be spectacular, they'll arise and you take advantage of them. But every fight doesn't have to be this war. I know fans want to see that. But, again, fans don't – they don't care about you. What, you don't want to on... see Leonard Garcia windmilling through every round? <laughs> uh, negative. Negative. <laughs> I mean, and then how it – but. Anybody checked on Leonard Garcia lately? How is he? No shit. You know? No I mean, shit. people give you these fights and they give you these wars, but do we check on them 10 years later to see how they, they're doing? No. Nope. CTE is a real thing. Um, you know, if you go back to 30 for 30, and, and one of the reasons why boxing is the, the way it is today, because the heavyweight division doesn't drive it in America anymore, is because of Muhammad Ali. Really? He, he fought sick. He fought when he, he, they, they allowed him to fight when they knew he shouldn't be fighting. And for a lot of people who admired him and idolized him, if, if you were six, three, two, three, you're like, I'm going to play football. Not that that's much better, but it's like, I'm, I'm not boxing. I'm not doing that. Wow. Eh? And did he, yeah. was he aware of that? He was sick. Um, I think he did, but. He, the show must go on, you know. It's okay. like, hey, I, everybody's counting on me. Vegas counting on me. All these people, and and sometimes fighters can fool themselves into believing they still got it. And sometimes you have to have somebody next to you to go, you ain't got it no more. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't want that big check one last time. And that's mm-hmm. all that was for Vegas to get a big check. Larry Holmes is pulling his punches. Larry Holmes knew Muhammad Ali didn't have it. And if you watch the thirty for thirty, he couldn't even. He could barely walk up. Uh, to get into the ring. He couldn't do the speed bag. Uh, it's <laughs> rumored that he had failed two physicals at the at the, at the the Mayo Clinic, but he, he was still allowed to fight in Nevada and then fight one more time in Bahamas. Holy shit. So yeah. is that on the Athletic Commission as well as the promoters for actually Absolutely. letting him? Yeah? Absolutely. Because we see this shit. Obviously, Dana gets accused of it all the time, you know, fucking orchestrating things behind the scenes, so to speak. And when I, I mean, I, I completely agree. There's shit that goes on, right? I'm not saying like full on corrupt, but they, he makes things happen the way he wants them to play out. Um, but, but when I hear about like athletic commissions or USADA, I've never really known or been like positive if, you know, they'll overlook something or whatever it may be. Like you're just talking about with Muhammad Ali. Go to Texas. Yeah. You can, you, you know where you can go fight that, that they're not going to really check things. Hmm. You know, and and back I mean, then, Jersey the, used to be like that until they weren't anymore. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of places like that, and and Muhammad Ali was the biggest show going. What did that even up until a couple years ago? Until well, until Floyd retired, the Athletic Commission will tell you they rather have a big boxing match than a big UFC match. Nothing against the UFC; it's done really well here. They had crazy pay per view numbers and sellout crowds. But their crowd is not the typical boxing crowd who was older. Mm-hmm. 
out came in on Wednesdays. They went to shows. They bought. They went to lavish dinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. They 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 shopped. MMA crowd wasn't doing all that. MMA crowds coming up on Friday. They're staying four in a room at Hooters. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're going to a strip club where one dude gets a lap dance and the other three watch. Yeah. They're, oh, dude, they're going in. from the Spearmint Rhino to the elevator bay to catch Shale for an autograph. That's all they're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So they're not spending that kind of money like like uh, older boxing crowd was doing. And so, you know, uh, when they, that comes to town and, and when you think of all the millions of dollars that that's going to generate do people look the other way because with any athletic commission um almost every one of the executive directors from the athletic commission is their job is given to them by the governor it's an appointed position really and, yeah and nobody knows where any of the money goes for anything because they don't have to have transparency so when when they find Habib for $2 million for jumping over the cage to fight Dylan Dennis. Yeah, I've always wondered that. Where does that money go? Where does that money go? Nobody knows where that money goes. Nobody ever has to say where that money goes. In any, not just Nevada. That's with any, I've never heard of any money from any commission that they've collected through fines and other things where it goes. That's a good point. There's gotta be, I mean, even if you would never be able to see the minutiae of it, um, there's got to be what they consider a standardized answer, right? Like they'll say, like, "Oh, lottery, like that." A lot of that money gets funneled back into schools. Right. Well, you know, I'm, that could be the school of boxing, right? But yeah, like, yeah, so there's got to yeah, be the, something somewhere that says, like, it goes here, and like here may not yeah, be real, but yeah, here it's probably not real, right? <laughs> but yeah, you know, but nobody knows where that money. They need sweeping reforms. Dana, I mean, not Dana, but UFC, PFL, Bellator, Top Rank, Golden Boy, whatever promotion it is, needs to survive. I don't want them not to make money. They need to be making money so they can pay fighters. Right, so you can get paid. So, yeah, so the trainers can get paid. But there should be, uh, you know, like, there should be, okay, this is what happens with this. This contract is for this. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. Um, you know, fighters, they're fighters fighting in shows, still paying their own medicals. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, and no fighter should ever be fighting for $200. Dude, when, when my friends in high school fought on regional circuits in North Central Indiana in the early 2000s, they didn't pay their own medicals. Well, a lot of fighters are still paying their own medicals. That's fucking bananas. And crazy. you know that gets expensive, especially if they're fighting in a in a small show, and you make fifteen hundred dollars, but your medicals cost you twelve, and you have to pay your trainer. I was you, gonna say, forget your gym time, your trainer, your partners, your family, your food, your bills. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's there should be more uniformity to it. There should be uh, there's there's numbers out there right now saying the UFC. Uh, and people can verify it to see if it's 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 true or not. But they're a publicly traded company now, so yep. you can find out their financials. That mm-hmm. uh, last year the fighters only got thirteen percent of the revenue, mm-hmm. and even then, you it's top heavy. Everybody talks about oh well, in boxing only only the champions are making money. Yep. Well, oh, yep. and it, same thing in MMA. How many people are making real money in MMA? 
it's well, the I was top say 13, 13% of their revenue is not chump change, but it is if, if 80% of that are only going to the top eight guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Connor's going to get his, John Jones going to get his, your champion's going to get theirs, but are there still dudes making 20 and girls making 20 and 20? Oh, for sure. There are people still making less than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I counted on a card uh, not too long ago. I think they had like seven fighters making tw- uh, less than 20,000 for the fight. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> and, and I'm going, all right, how, how are you living? And you know, how, yeah, Go ahead. we always hear about, uh, we have heard for years, right? Like there's these uh, guys get taken care of in the back, right? And everything that you see published on MMA Junkie or whatever isn't everything you see. So you've been around the game a long time. Is yeah, that happens. That? It does? That, that, that happens. That happens. But that's still to the top fighters. They're, <laughs> right. not, giving, they're not giving the prelim guy a, a $400,000 bonus in the back. Mm-hmm. Right. They're giving main event guys that money. Or the guys who help elevate the sport so you it's not trickling down mm-hmm. and, I, and i mean they said they did that because they wanted to keep the groupies away from the fighters like that worked oh please yeah. stop <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like so like let everybody know what what uh what's what's in the coffers what what can be made open up the books okay we made a million dollars for the pay-per-view at 85 dollars uh, a shot. So now we know that pay per view that made eighty generated eighty five million dollars. I want the UFC to make money. I want the PFL to make money, but the fighters should be making money too. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, they're the ones that people are coming to see, and their injuries are real. You know, when these dudes uh, gets in there, it's going to happen. They're, when they get CTE, who's taking care of it? Mm-hmm. That's what oh. always got me. I'm like, there's a lot of them, right? That also have jobs or whatever. But Stipe was always so vocal about his firefighting and staying in Ohio and all that. And I was like, isn't it crazy though? Like that is a labor of love, that type of work to begin with. But like, he's a fucking champion and still working full time in a shitty job. <laughs> but I think he loved that job, and I think that's what because yeah. I think with I think with his endorsements and what he's making, that he can he doesn't have to do that. I think he 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 had a love for the job. Mm-hmm. That's why he. But did not it. not in those first what four to six fights. But yeah, but yeah, a, a lot of these fighters. I mean, uh, if they didn't have wives and girlfriends who were taking care of them, See, that's uh, John's secret, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they 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 wouldn't have made it, and and. It shouldn't be like that. It should be, okay. And your managers, I mean, and fighters will sign managerial contracts where managers will take anywhere from 10 to 33% of their fight first, not their sponsorship. Three. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've seen it. I've Speaking it. of that, of whatever happened to too. Jason Janae? I don't know. He also disappeared. When him and Shane broke up, he fucking like died somewhere or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, but yeah. Speaking they, of they, taking a large percentage, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> they they take large percentages. I know. Um, I was at a fight, uh, talking to an agent. I won't name him here, mm-hmm. and he was getting a little inebriated, and he was going on and let me know how much money he was making that night. He was going to walk out with more money than the fighters that night. Wow! Because he got so much money, he was even getting part of their fight bonus. Oh, is this an old school guy yeah. or one of the newer guys? 
Oh, I'm not giving any hints. <laughs> no, I mean, like, was this recently or was this like a while back? He just said uh, he's not giving any hints. <laughs> well, I'm saying like, I think now it would be easier to rake in that kind of money because they are paying more. But like back in the day, you'd really have to be bending your fighters over to do that. Oh, they were saying, well, yeah, but the fighters, they were, they were making pretty good. Oh, okay. they were making pretty good. And it's just like, but, but why as an agent? Because it's Melky, have- that's why. Because you can have a thousand fighters as an agent. Why are you taking 33% of because, anybody's purse when you're not John, negotiating? Because John doesn't know any better and Bendo wants their name on his back. That's why. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, but uh, you know, you shouldn't be getting that much money. That's crazy when you're not the one that's developing them. The coaches are not under contract. Coaches mm-hmm. are in handshake agreements because if we go under contract, then nobody wants to wants to use you because they don't want to pay because their stripper wife that used their stripper wife is now their manager <laughs> and she wants to know why you're getting 10%. You're talking about real people. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who that is. And she wanted more than that. I'm not even talking about that one. That was more of a general thing. I know, I know where you're going. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah. Yeah, and it's like, wait a minute. The UFC will call any uh, any major gym and go, hey, you got, uh, and, and not only UFC, but others, and go, hey, you got somebody that can fill in on short notice. We're going to give them 10 and 10, 20 and 20, 30 and 30. Ah, the Charlie yeah. Brenneman contract. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and managers who didn't even do anything for that will take 10%, take 20%. I mean, to be fair, 10% of $1,000 is not... It's like, not a lot. <laughs> it's not a lot. Trust me, I know. It's not. Like, like, oh, that's all we get. Mm-hmm. And then, well, you know what killed me, though, is not even that. Because, like, I, I think even, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that was even more rampant than people ever wanted to believe. But when they really put that last fucking ha- nail in the coffin on sponsors... That, oh, that yeah. me, I was like, God damn, like, that, that you, hurt, you that damn, a lot of really just trying to take away money from people at this point. Yeah, the, that hurt a lot of people because it, you could get uh, a, a mom and pop bar and grill or something mm-hmm. in your in your area to say, hey, you know what, um, I will give you, you know, $2,000 a month if you put my logo on your shorts. Right. And that might be all the money that fighter gets, especially if he gets hurt. Right. You know, so right, if you con- get condom depot, don't care about you, bro. Yeah. So if you get two or three of them, you know, you were making a little bit of money. You could you could actually train and not not try to you know have a full time job and train. Like like when I would tell NBA players this stuff, they laugh. They go, "What? Mm. Oh what? yeah. They're like <laughs> you have to do what? They pay you what? And you do and you still do it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah." Think there's yeah, a, think the sport uh, MMA will ever reach like basketball money, NHL money, NFL money. They could, they could. I mean, they already are in a sense. I mean, what what UFC is worth five billion dollars. Well, the so, athletes though. I mean, but but it's not trickling down. Exactly. They could, but the only way that's ever going to happen is the fighters have to have a union. 
And how's what? that happened? Didn't that like kind of get a little steam for like a year, like three years yeah. after it started, and then now it's gone yeah. again or something? Yeah, yeah people so, keep trying, but it keeps getting shut down. But the only way that's going to happen is the fighters at the top of every organization has to buy in. Mm-hmm. And they're not it's gonna. Not, and they're not gonna because they get to. They're they're making their money. I got right, mine. Right, they're right. not the ones. Right. Yeah. You know, boxing and MMA are the only ones where people keep it a secret on how much money they make. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry shits in uh, hoops.com, uh, hoophypes.com. You go to uh, their salary section and you know exactly how much LeBron is making. You know exactly how much Steph <laughs> is making. Ain't no secrets, but, you know. And then they got the TV deal, too, where they make a shitload of money on top of their contract. They make T, but they have there. There's protection. There's a collective bargaining agreement, and okay. in that collective bargaining agreement for NBA, NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, they're going. We're going to get. You're going to give the athletes anywhere from 47 to 53 percent of the revenue. Yeah, as you should. Okay. And and then, um, then there's other revenue streams that the owners can make money from. Uh, from all the stuff that comes into their venue. So everybody's making money. You've never heard, even when they force one of these morons to sell the team, because they've done some <laughs> stupid shit. They make billions. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what Robert Sarver had to sell the Phoenix Suns. He bought it for, what, $840 million and sold it for $4 billion? I'm oh, in the wrong shit. business. Yeah, you are. You are, definitely. Jordan you just know? flipped Charlotte for what? When he bought it for, yeah, for stuff. he got what three billion? Three billion. He bought it for like four hundred million or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, the other old dude, the old racist dude that was uh owned Sterling? the Clippers, the one. Sterling. Yeah, he bought him for like twenty five million. Sold it for two point two billion. Jesus Christ, make some racist remarks publicly and you get a reward $2 billion. Right. What kind of then, up shit is that? <laughs> but but the then let an athlete do something and everybody, oh, they, they don't deserve that much money. But yeah. Let them sign, like, uh, you know, Aaron Judge just signed that $300 million deal. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, well, he doesn't deserve that. Yeah, you do. You know how much money the Yankees are going to make in the same, the, for the life of that contract? Yep. No shit. <laughs> but. But but somehow athletes shouldn't get that. Only the owners, right? You know, we should be ha- athletes should be happy to play. Isn't it crazy? Do it for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah the love, love of the paycheck, bro. Love of the, the game. That's... The love of the game. You, you're eating top ramen. <laughs> yeah. It's a business. Sports is a business. I mean, you know, and sometimes it gets out of whack. Like you know, like I I didn't I don't mind college players getting paid. Mm-hmm. But the, but some of the NIL stuff that I've seen is like ridiculous. Like, I mean, and, and, and like, I mean, I get it. LeBron's son is going to make seven point two million dollars on his name and, and license and image agreement. But I'm like, well, he, it's good because he's not going to play in the NBA, so he might as well get it. <laughs> LeBron's dream of playing with his son's never going to happen. Uh, he sucks. <laughs> no, no, I, I should say he doesn't really suck. He, he's actually good. I just don't think he's NBA level. Mm-hmm. And he's how old now? Uh, he's 18. 18? 18, yeah, 19. He's but he's got other issues he's got to deal with. And hopefully the young man has his health, yeah. if, nothing, if nothing else. 
Yeah, that was scary. I don't know if you know about that, Amy. He dropped. Yeah. He had a heart attack. Yeah. Heart attack. Uh, a cardiac arrest. Cardiac, cardiac arrest. arrest. And, yeah. and so we have to make that distinction. Cardiac arrest does not mean uh, a bad heart. It means the electrical currents that control the way your heart beat was interrupted. Oh, okay. So he can stop your heart, but that does not mean he has a damaged heart. Uh, okay. I don't know of any of his vaccination records because I'm not one of his parents. Yeah. So I'm not going to speculate. <laughs> So I'm not going to speculate <laughs> on on like everybody else starts. I was like, it's okay. That... Everybody else will do it for you, Ron. Yeah, because yeah. well, they're because they're dumb. Yeah, they <laughs> yes. same, same reason Jamie Fox didn't almost make it because he got vaccinated, right? Yeah, yeah. People have no idea, but they they <laughs> say yep. dumb dumb shit all the all time, the time. without doing any drops. research, like any research whatsoever. Nope. They could just see something on Facebook somebody typed, and they'll be like, they just run with it. Yeah, it's, it's the know, vaccination. It's, Who right. has time for research? Come on. Right. I well, mean, in, yeah. in, in Canada, they just took news posts off Facebook. Oh, you yeah. No longer put any new any any news posts from like a, a news website. Oh, uh, yeah. or like a news station. Yeah, they they banned them in Canada. I don't know if they're doing it in the States or not. But well, I mean, Denzel Washington said it best. He says, if you don't if you uh, watch the news, you're misinformed. And if you don't watch it, you're ill-informed. Yeah. Um, so, like, I just want to make a very important announcement that Equalizer 3 comes out next month. Yes, but Jay Haran is not getting killed in Equalizer 3. Like, <laughs> well, Equalizer. You can't have it all, Ron, but some uh, yeah, of us I will, can have our husband I, in a movie back. I, I, I want it all. I want it all. <laughs> I want Jay being killed again by Denzel. That, I mean... brought, that, that brought me joy. Well, <laughs> what is Jay up to these days? He's acting. He's doing. He's doing his thing. I just okay. saw him the other day. Uh, he's acting. Still doing acting and stunt work. He's uh, doing his thing. Matter of fact, uh, what I think he's in the next Roadhouse movie. If I'm not mistaken, there's a next Roadhouse movie. Conor McGregor. Doing, yeah, he's gonna be in there. So, so uh, Jay's just doing his thing. Uh, 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 him and Mike Pyle are both acting and uh, doing stuff. So. Uh, I always knew Mike would do that. wasn't sure what Jay was going to be into after fighting. Uh, he found his niche in stunt work and acting, and uh, he's doing his thing. So I'm proud of him. Craig, yes, I... Craig also does that. Yeah, but he he acted like he was a fighter. So, Craig? <laughs> so. so he's had a lot of experience. <laughs> he had a lot of experience. He acted like he was good at fighting. You don't get on Hawaii Five O for nothing, I suppose. Right. I saw a clip the other day from some movie and Donald Cerrone and Chael Sonnen have a scene in it and Chael Sonnen is just dropping F-bombs like crazy. And I was like, I've never heard Chael swear before. Really? Yeah, I've never. I've only heard of him. Oh, you've never met him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've never met him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, wait, I thought you had met him. Never mind. So it's just like, holy shit. It's it's nice to hear you talk like that, Chael. Yeah. Yeah, He's totally a different real person. Chael, I mean, you know what? I am not mad at what he did. No, it was brilliant. It was. It, it, and, you know, it's funny because Ali did this in like 1960. <laughs> 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 and, you know, people are like, they didn't reinvent the wheel. Like, it's funny because the year before he fought Anderson, we we're at the UFC Expo and nobody knew who Chell was. He could walk around there and not give one autograph. He started being. <laughs> He became 
the gangster from whatever town he's small town he's, he's from. He was, I talked to him at that at that <laughs> expo. He was there were people. And then his, but his thing was around the corner the next year. Like you couldn't talk to him at all. Like you had to stand in line. And you know he did what he had to do. He he created a character, and he's he's still doing that, and he's still making money off of it. I'm not mad at that at all. I'm not yeah. mad at that either, aside from the fact that like he's so good at being an asshole, which makes me mad because he's genuinely like so nice to fans and like so nice he to a, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. He is a nice guy. If yeah. you if people get to meet him uh when the cameras are not rolling, he's right. really a nice guy. Yeah. But and his wife hey. is darling too. It's just it's all it's all a fucking nothing's real. <laughs> you mean wrestling's not real? Yeah. Hey, you do what you got to do. You got to make money. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, he, he never won a title. You don't, no he shit. wasn't. I mean, if you look at it, because his first go around in the UFC, he did end well. I think he ended on the three fight losing streak. Mm-hmm. He reinvented himself. He came back. He won some fights. Everybody remembers who he is. I think but... it just always aggravated me how many people bought into the shtick. Because people are dumb. Well, I know. Then that's, <laughs> that's like what what bothers. That's like the worst part of every one of my days. That yeah, it's like <laughs> most of these guys are not that. You know, some of the guys who they think are nice are really assholes. Right. Sure. You know, and and yeah. some of the guys they think are assholes are really nice guys. They're putting on an act. And then there's Vanderlei, who's jolly and acts nice, but you'd never know if he was nice or a dick because you'd never understand what he's saying. <laughs> you know what? Vanderlei, because I was around, I, I, is one of my favorite people I've ever trained. Oh, dude, he's, the, he's actually the funniest fucking guy, but he, he is, is so jolly. Funny. Is he not jolly? He is jolly, but unless you're sparring with him. That well, ain't that <laughs> not in this Ooh, lifetime, friend. Ooh, that's a hundred percent all the time. He is. But I'm saying, like, if you catch him outside the gym, dude, like, he's the funniest, nicest, like, kickback. Oh, after, after he beat your ass in sparring, he yeah. would go around the the because there would be people watching around the room, introducing himself, like nobody <laughs> knew who the hell he was. <laughs> your name is your nickname is the Axe Murderer. You have <laughs> tattoos in your head. You know who you are, but he is so nice. Unless your face is on the side of your gym, right? Unless you're sparring with him, and then then it's not nice. And then oh, he's funny though. I remember he called me fat one day. Yeah, yeah. and you said what? I lie like I'm not as fat as you are. (laughs) Oh, Vanderlei. He always reminded me of a tree stump a little bit. Yeah, he's funny though. So he called me. Okay, so. He trained at Randy's before his gym opened up. Right. And I was training him for a couple of months. And he called me teacher for like six months because I was like, I swear he doesn't know what my name is. Uh, <laughs> no, he's just super polite, dude. No, no, no. Yeah. It wasn't like he, because now he calls me coach. So now I know he knows what my name is. But before it was teacher, he wasn't calling me coach. I was like, he doesn't know what my name is. So <laughs> he's fighting, he fought Chuck, and then he was fighting uh, Keith Jardine. Oh. And he's like, teacher, will you corner me? I'm like, yeah, Vandalay, I'll corner you. <laughs> so I call the UFC and go, I'm cornering Vandalay. They're like, coach, why are you calling? I was like, because he has no fucking idea my name is Ron. <laughs> 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 this guy. But no, you know what? Like, I got to find a picture. It just reminded me the way you smiled. 
I have a picture somewhere. It'll come up in my time hop. And like, you're probably not going to, you're either immediately going to know what I'm talking about, especially if you've ever interacted with a dude or you're going to have to wait till it comes up on my time hop. Carl Amasu. You remember him, Bellator? Yes. Bro's a little Vanderlei. Yes. Like even in, even in the face. Yes, he did look like Vanderlei. Shit was weird, bro. I was at dinner one night with him and a few other people. And I legit turned to the side and like almost fell over. Like when Vanderlei get here, and then I was like, right. oh, "That's Carl." It was so yeah. bizarre. Yeah, but speaking of that, uh, Vanderlei's kid looked just like him. Like he was carved out a little Vanderlei. Does he? Like, it's like Baby yeah. Root. Yep. yep. <laughs> so it I was some it. interesting cast of characters over the years. Um, I you know. Vitor Belfort, one of the most talented dudes ever. Mm. It's been mm. a long. You've been around this game for a long fucking time. Next, that, where, that just, where is just he? Means, uh, he's in Florida. His son is like uh, one of the top quarterback prospects in the in the country right oh, now. No playing shit. football. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, is yeah, he so. old enough to have a son? Though? I guess he is. Yeah. Shit. He's damn near fifty years old. <laughs> is he? Yes. Yeah, he's got to be like 49 or 50 now, oh, and he's, he's been around 46, since he was 19. 46, come on. I think that's wrong. Shit, I thought he was like 48 when he fought at Vander Holyfield a couple I years ago. I mean, he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Another terrible boxing match. Oof. Yeah. Fuck, that, that was bad. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, but you could tell that that was going to happen because when Evander was hitting mitts with his trainer, you could tell he had no balance left. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I was like, you don't get that back. I mean, he's been through a lot of wars, a lot of fights. Let it be. But sometimes these guys either need the money or they want the adulation. They cannot yeah. let it go. Or both, really. Or both. It drives me crazy how people romanticize exactly what you just like. The amount of times you hear people go, "Oh, they went to war," like that's a good fucking thing. It's like so sad to me. I mean, it is when you're watching it and you're trying to be entertained. But uh, sometimes they leave their careers, part of their careers, um, in that cage or in that ring mm-hmm. during that fight. I remember the the late Diego Corrales in a boxing match with uh, Castillo, uh, Jose Luis Castillo, the first fight that they had, and that was like maybe one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. The 10th round is one of the craziest fights uh, rounds in boxing history. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them were the same after that. They left their career. They left their career in that ring that night. And that happens quite a bit. And people don't understand that. And that's one of the reasons why uh, you have to, the fighters need to be taken care of. And the trainers ha- like uh, need to do their job as well. Like I thought, the Earl Spence Terrence Crawford fight, I, I, you know, and and I like Derek James, and I, I respect the hell out of him as a trainer, but I thought he he didn't get it that night. I thought he should have stopped that fight sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spence took a lot of damage in that fight, and I and I hope he retires. I don't want to see him fight again. I definitely don't want to see him fight Terrence Crawford again. No, I thought it was going to be a good fight until his ring walk. Okay, why? That's, I was like, he don't look right. Yeah. He doesn't look right. He doesn't look like he's there. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't good. And, you know, the guy's been through a lot. One, he cuts a corpious amount of weight mm-hmm. uh, for his fights. He's been in two car accidents. Like, yeah. that can't be good for your neurologicals. No. And then getting punched in the fucking head. 
is but, not helping that is not helping that at all. No. And so when he I was like, this is gonna be a great fight until I saw him walk in the ring and I'm like, ooh, this is not gonna be good. And every punch he got hit with, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that he's not there. He's just a shell of himself. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's any coming back from that, and definitely not in four months. So I know he's uh he activated his rematch clause, but hopefully it doesn't happen. Yeah, he needs to see that again. And you know, you you want the, the kid to be all right. You know, you got like a $25 million payday, or you've had some other nice paydays. You should be good for the rest of your life. Have a have a good life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not worth it, especially but the you rematch. Have all life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially the rematch. Like in, in mixed martial arts, a recent one I can think of was uh Robbie Lawler or Roy McDonald. Roy McDonald was never the same after that that fight no, they had. That was brutal. Yeah. Roy uh, that t- was the punch that sat Rory down, Rory told me that he felt like his whole skull was vibrating. That's... That doesn't even sound like something you should ever say out loud. <laughs> like I hit so hard, I felt my skull vibrate. Like yeah. that's something that happens in a car accident. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> brutal. So yeah, yeah was he, he was never the same after that. I don't think Spence no, that... would be the same after this one. No, no. It, it's hard and it's sad because you you don't want to see him just taking that kind of punishment and keep taking that kind of punishment. Well, we're seeing these friggin' YouTubers, whether it's Jake Paul or anyone who doesn't have the experience or putting in the real time and effort like him. What do you, do you think it'll come to a halt if one of them gets severely fucked up in a boxing match? I don't know because ego, ego is a, a crazy thing. We all go, man, that would happen to me. I'm True. different. True. I'm, so, I'm built different. <laughs> yeah, I'm built different. So, no, it won't stop anybody else from doing it. But but you know what? They are putting in work. And long as they're matched properly and they're fighting each other or they're fighting MMA guys or they're fighting other guys with not a lot of experience, they should be fine. But, yeah. you know, 13 boxers die a year. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It, we so see it's it, well, it's, a lot more common in boxing than it is in MMA. Yeah, it's brutal. And a lot of that becomes because of the damage you take in training. Yeah. And now a lot of a lot of fighters are getting smarter about not sparring as much and not sparring as hard. Mm-hmm. But you know, out of that is just blunt force trauma to the head. You know, and that's Wait. why I try to tell some of these dudes because I have people, I have arguments with people all the time. Like, oh, this dude he sparred like thirty rounds a day for his camp for his entire career, and I'm like, bro, that dude would have sparred over eight. Like he would have sparred over eight million rounds. He would have died six years ago. <laughs> like, no, like, no, you cannot have that much blunt force trauma all the time. And, you know, MMA fighters are getting smarter with that too. They pick and choose when they're going to spar hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, learn your craft, do some live drilling, but you don't have to go out there and be in a train wreck in practice all the time to get in a train wreck in a fight. Mm. Was there a time, because like you've been, you've been coaching people for the longest time, right? Was there a time, because you know, it was more of a, a more popular thing in the game where it was that meathead style training, where did you instill that at one time and you learned over the years that that's not the approach? I always said uh, not to take that approach, but very yeah. few people would listen. It, it, it's hard to get them because it's, been, it's so prevalent in boxing in the early days of MMA, if that's how they train and coming into MMA, I was coming into from boxing where, you know, a lot of these dudes were successful before they met me. Mm -hmm. So trying to get to change everything, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles. Uh, I just wanted them now to go, okay, 
if my body says I need a day off, take a day off. Mm-hmm. If I can get you to do that, then I'm ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I remember the uh, the original members of the Extreme Couture Amateur Team. We just kind of made them a team because they were just victims. They were just getting oh. beat up all, all the time. He's <laughs> just like, here, I'll spar with this guy. what happened to Jay? <laughs> Fucking victims. <laughs> they were just victims, man. It was like, here, I'll, I'll spar with these guys that are in the IFL or in the UFC or in Strike Force. This is like, no, we, we better get you your own team so y'all can beat up somebody else. <laughs> right now, you're not learning much about how to take an ass kick. Just kidding. It's how to get your ass kicked. <laughs> you learn how to have heart. I love when that shows up with that for an attribute. Yeah. Lots of yeah. heart. <laughs> yeah, when, when they say you're durable and you have a lot of heart, I go, yep, someone who can take an ass kick. Yep, that's exactly what I say. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not good for his future or her future. Yep. Like, yeah. One of the uh, funniest ones I ever saw is Paige Van Zant. It had something about <laughs> training at Alpha Male and something else. And then the third one was parents own a dance studio. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? As she's walking out to the cage. That Those is her funny. attributes. <laughs> she's, she's, she's tried to also transition over into acting, right? Uh, if only fans is acting. No, I'm saying tried. <laughs> Didn't she try first to like get into acting? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like real acting, like I, eight years I, ago. I, I maybe. Uh, you know what? And I, I trained her for like six months, and she's tough. Yeah. Tough. Uh, but I, I just think. Everybody wanted a sex symbol, and I thought that, that it was all wrong from the time that she was like 17 or 18 years old. Like mm-hmm. I used to like go through the mail that was sent to my gym for her mm-hmm. before I allowed Maybe. her to see it. Yeah. Jesus. And yeah, I, that that was some disgusting shit. Wow. Because she, she was only 19 then. Holy I mean, God. imagine I that's, that's how a thing. Rose Namiunas was before she shaved her head. Yeah, and I'm like, this is crazy. Uh, and she was tough, and but she bounced around from gym to gym, and it was just hard uh, to get her locked in, to get her skill set where they needed to be. The best thing and worst thing ever happened to her, she was too young to go into the house uh, for when they were having the UFC thing for her. Mm-hmm. She was too young. She was, uh, she was only 20. Mm-hmm. So she came, they just put her into the UFC, and she won, and she took off. But she still had learned how to fight. Mm-hmm. And then she ran into Rose Nama Yunus, and <laughs> that was a bad one. She bled a lot in that fight. Yeah. Well, but even before that, she fought Tisha Torres and in Invicta. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, okay. But this is how her career went uh, the early part that I know of. So she was at a gym in Reno. They said, uh, oh, they had some rule that. You had to have like 10 amateur fights before you could turn pro. Mm-hmm. She turned pro after one fight that she she won on a majority decision. Oh, so one, one person had it. It was a draw. She didn't even win. Yeah. So she has that fight, right? She turns pro. She wins, I think, two majority deci- or a split decision and a majority decision right off the bat. She had three fights when she came to train with, at House of Rue that I was at. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, her manager at the time was like, oh, she's going to fight Tisha Torres. And I'm like, well, why? why are you ha- I'm like, why are you having a girl who's 1-0 fight a girl who's 2-0? and 
Like, why not build them? So they put her in that fight, and I, I didn't want her to take that fight. But I knew it didn't matter that I didn't want her to take that fight. They were going to take it anyway. And so then I was like, well, she needs an experienced presence in her corner. Mm-hmm. Or you're just going to have some knuckleheads there. Mm-hmm. And she did. She tried to do everything I asked her to do. She, she took an ass kicking in that fight. She showed she was tough. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't quit. But I was like, her her manager at the time was like, he came to me as I'm wrapping her hands. He whispers like, yeah, tell her she needs to take her down. Like, bro, you don't get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Fucking you, you, backseat yeah, drivers in the locker room. Tell her to take her down. Where have you been, bro? <laughs> like, like uh, why would you match her against a girl who had seven uh, MMA fights and another eight Muay Thai fights? Right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so Even yes, take those, her down. Yeah, those were amateur fights. So she had uh, sixteen fights in total with all of hers, and your girl had three. Yeah. <laughs> and you think this was a good idea? <laughs> Fucking like, brilliant. Yeah. So you know, I I always thought she was a bit rushed, and but you know, she, her Q rating, especially after she did Dancing with the Stars, you know, was off the chart. So mm. she. You know, but if she had some skills to go with, more skill to go with that, and all she needed was more time and to be at, I thought, one gym. Because anytime you're, you're gym hopping, I, right. I think it kind of sets you back because every coach is different. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all have different ways of going about it. And, you know, everybody was successful, I think, where she went. I don't think she went to anybody who wasn't successful at this, but we're all totally different. And I, and I think that takes her skill set back a little bit before she can go forward but she's got this name and she also now all these she's also all these other girls want to beat her because that's how they make their name is beating her yeah and she feel inexperienced in this game Mm -hmm. so that was kind of it and then i do boobs (laughs) (laughs) off to the races i i ain't mad do you do you i ain't hating make your money do what you gotta do you know, you got to live. You got to pay your bills. Nobody else got to pay your bills but you. Oh, so it's legal. She can do whatever she wants. She's an adult. She mm-hmm. pay my bills off. Right? <laughs> right? But it, it is crazy. But what does that say about women's MMA that you have so many women out there that are involved in MMA and fighting for major organizations that have OnlyFans accounts? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I mean. <laughs> like what does that say about the money that they're making yeah because i don't see any female tennis players uh, fucking right, yes. fans accounts <laughs> there's no top 10 female tennis player in the world or top 10 female golfer in the world doing that nope oh. yeah, they no sure would make that. some bank if they did though <laughs> yeah but i mean (laughs) just saying yeah 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 i mean you're not wrong but they don't but they don't have to do that because they're making enough they're they're making a living they're making millions so they don't have to do that no you don't have to do shit but why not tack on another mill a month from all the suckers oh well i mean you know maybe they're not just not that greedy i don't know man it's a good thing i'm not better looking (laughs) <laughs> what does that have to do with anything i'd be greedy get me on only fans you want to pay me you, stay home you could still do it <laughs> I'm, good on, I'm good on that you see how we're not even on video right now uh, i'm just saying 
<laughs> we see you. I'm good. I like being a broke chef. Thank you. Uh, okay. And then, uh, you know, do feet pick. I hear that's the rage. <laughs> Dude, I hate it so bad. I got to go. <laughs> oh. All right, Ron, before we let you get out of here, last time you were on, as you were leaving, you said you got a Tupac story for us. Bro, I can't believe you waited so long. I've been waiting patiently for like oh! almost two years. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. We scrapped it. Right. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. All right. So I went bowling with him once. What? I already yeah. like this story. story. Yes. I already oh, like I, this. I forgot the name of the bowling alley because I'm old and I forget shit now. <laughs> was it Vegas but, or Los Angeles? Uh it was in Los Angeles, but they had a bowling the same bowling alley here. Okay. Anyway, at the time, the uh the uh, uh T Jones's daughter, he was he was dating at the time. Yeah, yeah. Khadija, is that uh, her name? Khadija, yeah. And a friend of mine knew her, and we ended up uh, bowling in Burbank. <laughs> oh, shit. Regular old Tuesday night. Yep. So it, this... was like a thir- it was like a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and this would have been like all eyes on me, Tupac, then, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. That's peak Tupac. So how do yeah. you just like go and like casually not fall down the fucking lane every time you try to stand up? Who, me or him? Anybody. I, bro, at that time, I think most people would be like, but I'm bowling with Pac. Oh, no. Nah. Well, but you got to understand that I that that those things don't phase me. My dad was a restaurateur. I've been around, you know, celebrities and stars and rich people since I was a kid. So. Yeah, but it's different when you like them. Well, yeah, it's cool. But, you know, it's, it's not like I'm like, oh, my God, I, I just, I'm just not that guy. I'm not, I'm not built like that. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. All right. And what was he right. like? Like, was he, he just was, like? He was, he was just chilling. Just normal chilling just, fucking person. Just chilling, man. Just chilling. He was like, all right. Like, why he, he so who, hold up, hold up. Who was a better bowler? Uh, we, um, I was. I was. <laughs> First off, it's like this. You would say that. He can't defend himself. <laughs> right? And, you know, you're true. <laughs> uh, but it's like this I'm competitive for certain reasons and that night there there was a reason to be competitive mm. did, she, did she know she was the yeah. reason <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> not his the other one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I wasn't even going to ask which one. I just knew that's yeah. what, what it was. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't care about money. Well, I should. <laughs> but, but you know, like even in basketball or, or any of that other things, if if you were to bet me, I may or may not give you my A game. Yeah, but under certain conditions, you get my A game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel that. Ballad. Yeah, yeah, you know, I yeah, I used to laugh at dudes like, "Do not bring your girlfriend to the court, bro." <laughs> That's like bring your do girlfriend not, to the gym. Do not bring your girlfriend in this gym, oh, dude. A great extreme <laughs> story. A great extreme story. So there was a dude that fought in the King of the Cage. I never got his name. It didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, he drove up from like uh, either Barstow or Victorville every Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. 
he had a hot girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He was a heavyweight. And my light heavyweights and my heavyweights would take turns knocking him out every <laughs> Wednesday. Aww. And he didn't catch on? I'm like, bro, you got to stop bringing your girl or you might die in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't but, do that. You don't bring your girlfriend to the gym or the court. No, on the court. Oh, no, I'm talking trash to everybody. I'm like, your girlfriend going to leave you because I'm killing you right now. <laughs> she don't want to be with no loser. Listen. Yeah, so you yeah, so you can't be doing all that. Uh, and like you said, being around celebrities and people like that and also being into basketball and your age, that time of like the 90s, would have. that was like when every basketball player wanted to be a rapper and every rapper wanted to be a right. basketball player. <laughs> Right. Oh, so, that's still happening. They're, they still want every everybody wants to do that, man. It, it, it's funny. It does even to this day. You know, <laughs> every football player, every basketball player want to be a rapper. Every rapper think they can play basketball or do some sport, and yeah, it's kind of all intertwined. It's all it's all fun until you actually think you can do it better than the person that's a professional. Well, you, <laughs> yeah. you know what, actor slash rapper slash international global superstar basketball player Shaq is opening a restaurant here this year that I'm going to go eat at. Uh, is that Big Chicken that he's it opening is. up? Yeah. <laughs> Come on to Chattanooga. All right, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got him here. Shaq, I, it's Shaq's, probably garbage, right? Actually, not bad. Not bad yeah. at all. Shaq's, Shaq, Shaq's, Shaq's funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shaq cracks me up. He swears oh, yeah. that I hit, he swears that I hit mitts with him. No, no, no. And I'm like, bro, I didn't hit Mitch with you. Because he did a, a thing <laughs> right before Big Chicken opened up out here. Him and Forrest Griffin did some grappling thing. And mm-hmm. how'd and that go? He, uh, I mean, Forrest said Shaq is a very large human, but obviously, Forrest, you know, mm-hmm. out grappled him. Is a skilled he human? Because he's a skilled human. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were talking about it uh, with Shaq, and Shaq's like, coach. Me and you hit mitts together, and I'm like, no, he didn't. Because now <laughs> I'm a dumbass, and I've missed photo ops with many people that I probably should have taken a picture with. Mm-hmm. That one, I'm for sure, a thousand percent sure, I would have had a video of. Yeah, because or a memory missed, of. Because if he missed the punch, I would have died. And everybody <laughs> misses punches a lot. Of I don't, I don't know if you've seen my videos with me hitting with Sean Merriman, who's a large human being that used to play football all yeah, six yeah. Foot five mm-hmm. 280 pounds yeah. <laughs> well, well a few weeks ago he was hitting the the, sh- the body shield and it was literally lifting me up off the ground <laughs> and, and they were like laughing, like coach you're being lifted off the ground like it doesn't hurt but i'm too light in the ass to stay on the ground <laughs> and so i'm thinking had Shaq missed a mitt and hit me i would have died yeah that would have had to be on videotape so no, I was like, bro, you did not hit Mitch with me. That's yeah, so I, and how could that be something you wouldn't remember? Dude, oh, I would definitely those body right? paws. Holy shit. I wouldn't even want him to hit the mitt part of the mitt, let alone miss Dude, the mitt. He is like he he's so large of a man that he makes you feel inadequate about yourself. His hand <laughs> is literally bigger than my whole face. I have a yeah. picture of his hand next like, to my head where I like, because <laughs> yeah. I, I was doing security for a nightclub that Shaq is the, his, his agent owns. Okay. So he would come in there from time to time. He's another actually, He's pretty nice. Yeah. He's actually really cool. So yeah. So we're sitting up in the DJ booth. Like actually, if you see him around, there's a, uh, a, 
a DJ with long hair. His name is Bayati. Uh, he met him at, at Chateau in, in Las Vegas. And now they're like great friends because Shaq liked the way he DJed. So he's taken, he's changed Bayati's life. He's made Bayati a very uh, nice. successful human now. Mm. Fun fact, he, I once wrote a few tweets for Shaq. Yeah, and he is, so Shaq, we're up in the DJ booth and he's like, all right. Um, he's like, yo, I, I need to use the restroom. Can I don't want no, I don't want to take no pictures. Like, all right, I'll be the asshole and clear people out the way. No problem. I'll clear the restroom out so you go do your thing. <laughs> so I'm walking. I got my flashlight out. I'm walking. All of a sudden, there's nobody behind me. I look. This motherfucker is taking selfies with people. <laughs> like, I thought you don't want to take pictures with anybody. He's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> like, you, you said it. I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> But yeah, he's, he's always really... so doofy when he says shit like that too. Like yeah. he knows that you're not, you're not yeah. gonna get mad. Yeah, yeah, but he's so cool. He, he's such a nice guy, which is good because you want a guy that large with yeah. a good disposition. You, you don't yeah, want you... you don't want that dude being angry all the time, mad at life, bro. Like somebody who could like pick up your car and move it. You don't want <laughs> you don't want him mad at you. <laughs> I mean, I bet I could outrun him. Bet you can't. He takes three steps. You're done. <laughs> you got tiny no, little no. legs. Okay, wait. Outlast him running. Outla okay. Outlast him running, maybe. But you can't yeah. get away from him. No, I didn't mean no. get away from him. Like, I'd just fall over and die where I was anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, he's, he's a real cool dude. A lot of them are. Um, you know, but some of them, some of them you go like, dude, there's a football player. I'm not going to mm -hmm. name him. I wanted to end his career. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, he was um, it was at a nightclub. I'm working there. He doesn't want to show his ID to get into VI, you know, to get into the club. Like, mm -hmm. bro, you got to show your ID. So he's just giving the people a hard time. Like, you don't know who I am. And so when I walked up, it was like, you don't want to show his ID. Like, you don't know who I am. I'm like, at first I didn't. Then I took <laughs> another look. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I reckon. Like, but you still got to show your ID. And mm -hmm. he was like giving me grief, like, dude, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> then another football player who I happened to train walked up and told him, you don't want those problems. <laughs> and then he finally pulled out his ID and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, it, you could have did this like 30 minutes ago, bro. Like, mm -hmm. this is Vegas. You have to show your ID for the most part. But after a while, after you kept throwing, you don't know who I am. They're like, nah, I'm gonna. Well, be an I mean, then now you're making an example of yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm gonna be a bigger asshole until right. one, until a bigger boss go let him in, and yeah. I'm like, nope. Yeah. But it's like you ain't got to do all that. Just be cool. It's these people are are they don't make a lot of money. Why are you giving them a hard time? Just show them your ID. They're gonna what? show you to to your VIP area. You get to have a good time and do your mm -hmm. thing. Floyd did us like that when I was living out there and I worked at um I worked at the Venetian on the Plaza. So when Lagasse Stadium was still there, uh Floyd would come in and bring his kid with him. And it, it was the same conversation that you just had every time. Because they we'd always have to ask him to leave. You can't bring your kid in here. It's a bar. Do you know who <laughs> I am? Yeah, motherfucker. And you gonna be you out the door unless you want us to call the cops. I'm sorry, it's a law. And it was it would happen like it would just keep happening. But it was yeah. the same thing. And the second that he would say, do you know who I am? Security was a lot less patient with him. Yeah. Now, see, it, my experiences with him were different. He would come. He would call. He would come to the club. 
he would call and say he's coming, mm-hmm. which means we were going to be open till seven in the morning because he wasn't getting there till four thirty-five. <laughs> everybody off, like nobody wants to stay. We've been here since nine. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. wants to be here till seven in the morning. But he came in a couple times, and I was like, Floyd's usually a good tipper, so he would tip out the the server. He would tip out the the the, the bus boy and like all right came in a couple times security didn't get no tip so <laughs> i'm like that's weird okay so i i called uh someone that's close to him like yo man floyd's been coming to the club he ain't tipped the, the security like that's kind of unusual he was giving the the uh, ho- the host the money to tip security and the host was keeping it oh oopsie yeah so then uh then he gave security that the security manager the money so then the security got tipped then the host was mad and i was like well <laughs> we could take care of this we could take care of this one or two ways great good that's good yeah he, he decided that he would just let it go mm. <laughs> and, and he didn't get pushed in the throat that's good for him. <laughs> like 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 the thing is this you sold him the table, so you're making money off that table anyway. Why are you taking tips from other people? Yeah. Not making any money. Like, come on. That's on that alone. I should have punched you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, now that I'm thinking back, shit. Yeah. No, you know what? Actually, I. it's funny because when I first started doing some of the security stuff that only my boss knew I trained fighters, nobody else did. Oh, well, one other dude, um, because he, he used to, I used to train him and he was a manager and then a security director knew, but nobody else knew. And I kept it that way intentionally because I didn't want people being a fool and think I was right. going to be Robin Hood and save their ass. Like, oh, you on your own, <laughs> not me. And the only, way they, only reason they found out is because a bunch of alpha males, the guys came in and they were drunk oh, no. and they were wrestling. They were wrestling in the section. And you could hear the nervous chatter on the on on the walkie talkies. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, "You, you want to go take care of that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got it." And I get up there, and the first thing they do is try to take me down. I like stop. <laughs> I like don't make me push your head into the ground. You're drunk. <laughs> and so I like y'all. Y'all need to chill. You can't wrestle around in the section. You can drink, but don't wrestle. And they're like, "Okay, coach." And they calm down. And the dude was like, wait a minute. They, I've been trying to get these fools to calm down for two hours. What do you and mean, coach? Me. Yeah, and he said, what do you mean, coach? I'm like, oh, that half I trained? That half I fought fighters I've trained. <laughs> and they don't want these hands when they're sober, let alone when they're drunk. <laughs> and it's like, you train fighters? Like, yeah, well, why you didn't tell us that? Like, because I don't want you guys starting stuff and thinking that I'm supposed to come in and fight. Yeah. not. I'm not, right? I gotta, I gotta justify why I do what I do. All right. Mm-hmm. And you starting a fight and me coming to join in ain't justification. No, <laughs> that's gag activity. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not, I'm not filming my crimes on World Star. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you guys don't understand. The first punch that knocks him out, that's cool. Mutual combat, maybe self defense. But the eight punches after that, yeah. you know, that's a crime. Yep. Ain't shit I got to say about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, the funniest one I ever seen on World Star. This is so horrible. I'm probably gonna get, <laughs> I'm probably gonna be canceled after this. Great. Anyway, no, it, it was a domestic situation. Well, it was accused domestic violence situation. We didn't see the dude actually do that, mm-hmm. but he was had reportedly had hit the mother of this girl, and so this girl and her boyfriend wouldn't let the dude leave. Like he kept trying to leave the house, they wouldn't let him leave, and then they're beating him up. And that's like, wow, <laughs> this is kidnapping and assault, yeah, and y'all filming it. Forcible like, confinement. Yeah, you can't. He if he wants to leave the house, you gotta let him leave. Yeah, you can't beat him up like you can't leave. That like you can't hold him <laughs> against his will. No matter what he did, like he committed a crime. Now you two commit crimes, but you're filming yours. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and then putting it on the world wide web. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to go do research and see if they got arrested because I'm thinking I know the police go through World Star. Oh hell yeah. yeah. For sure. Because yeah. sure. they have to. I mean, because these people are dumb. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'd start. I mean, why not? Right. Well, when you're done with your OnlyFans account, Amy, you can start on your World Star fucking oh, okay. account or whatever or they have over a, there. I mean, you can combine them. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Naked you street assaults. <laughs> you go. We got it. Exactly. You know, and it's perfect. You know what? People would pay for that. Bro, of course. <laughs> People pay for anything. <laughs> yeah, the dredges of society. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, guys are thirsty anyway. They'll pay for exactly. anything. Facts, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, guys are dumb. We really haven't gone much further than being hunter-gatherers. <laughs> <laughs> like, really. I, I see things and going, man, we really haven't improved that much. <laughs> it's I mean, true. you said it, you know. I'm I, I'm keeping it real. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's about there's about maybe a maybe a thousand of us who, who should actually actually be walking upright. <laughs> Not so sure. I mean, you've seen the politics in America. None of them should be walking upright. <laughs> or like breathing air. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're we're fucking following right behind you too. Yeah. It's 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 uh, terrible how much Canada wants to be like the states. Anything you guys I, do that's fucked up, it's like Canada's like we could fuck it up even worse. Let's show them. Yeah. The funniest thing I had with that, it, this was uh right after 9/11. Uh so at that time you still didn't need a passport to uh mm-hmm. go up to Canada. Mm-hmm. So I call ahead cuz I was like, you know, I know they're starting to change rules. I like, yo, I call customs like do I need my passport? Because I'm like, I'm in Vegas. My passport's in California. But I will go get my passport and come to Canada. I was coming to visit a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, you're fine. So I'm up there 10 days. I get ready to leave. They didn't want me to leave. It's <laughs> like, you don't have a passport. Like, I called ahead. You said I didn't need it. It's like, well, we were, we're trying to keep the bad guys out of America. And like, and you want them, <laughs> and you want them roaming around here? I was like, Honestly, do you think we would do the same? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, we'd be like, yo, I told you, you want to go into Canada? All right, go ahead. <laughs> You're not in New York. Cool. How long do they, uh, how long do they hold you up? Oh, it was just, uh, it was about an hour. Yeah, nothing too you serious. Know, they were just talking, and I, and I was like, they finally, they like, who was the president in 1980? I was like, that's the question I get. 
to go back to home. Uh, I was like, wow. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was just dumb. It was just really dumb. But I'd be, I wouldn't be going back home to ask me that. I was laughing. I was just laughing. Like told him and then got on the plane and came back home. But I've never <laughs> had a problem, but I've never had a problem since. And I've been in and out many times. Uh, the funniest one is when there was a UFC in Vancouver. And apparently people didn't know if they had uh, DUIs or domestic that they hadn't uh, quite resolved in the States. They couldn't get in. <laughs> and so I, I go, I swear, I got through customs like five minutes. So like, you didn't have a problem. I was like, no, you idiot. I'm not a criminal. <laughs> That's great. Yo, so you were in Vegas after 9-11 or during 9-11? Yes, during 9-11. How fucking weird was that afterwards? It was like a I ghost was, town? I was actually doing sports radio at the time. So um, I worked for a radio station and I, <laughs> we, there, was a, there was this kind of pool hall bar and grill neck, uh, across the street from the Rio Hotel. It was called Pinkies and they held a wet t-shirt contest. On, Classic uh, joint? Yeah, it was classy. Hey, <laughs> it was it was tastefully done. <laughs> I ran that, buddy. <laughs> well, let me know it was done with taste. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so normally, like, I didn't get out of there till like two or three in the morning. I got back home. I I would usually uh, have them make me some need. I did some need. I'd go home, I'd do that, and uh, my cousin. Uh, before he got married and moved back to California, lived we lived together, and uh, he always went to work before I did. And I heard my door kind of jingling at like oh six in the morning. I was about to shoot him, like what the hell? <laughs> and he's like, "Turn on the TV," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And so then that's when I found out what was going on, and then I go to the studio because I'm like, what are we doing today? Are we going to cancel our show? Or are we going to talk about this? He's like, we'll cancel it for the day. And then for the next like six weeks, mm-hmm. we really went to sports show. I was educating people on uh, religion. Oh, wow. Because uh, people are dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> and foreign policy because people don't have a, a understanding on, on why what had happened happened. Mm. I was like, you could see this coming. There was a book in the late 80s called Endless Enemies. You could see this coming a mile away that something at one point in our lifetime was going to hit here. Mm. And it was was just, yeah, it was just crazy. I mean, watching the planes go into the building and then watching the building fall, it was just like crazy. And then my cousin, because he had worked for the county and they cleared all the county buildings and uh, here in Vegas, because we were getting all kinds of reports Mm. that we might be next or something like that. So, and he brought a friend of his home who was actually Argentinian, but he looked Middle Eastern. Oh. And I was like, oh, bro, uh, we'll drive you home later. Cause he was waiting for his wife was a nurse and they had, they shared cars and she was at work. And I was like, well, um, we'll take you home. Cause he's like, oh no, I'll catch the bus. So like, bro, uh, I have no, not no, today. I, not today, buddy. Oh, you I, and, like, they might, <laughs> do something first and not realize that you you speak spanish afterwards right right yeah so it's like yeah it was it was just crazy time and vegas became a ghost town uh it must it, have been it, so weird yeah it hit vegas real hard and then and there were always reports because of 
we have Nellis Air Force Base, and then we're not mm-hmm. we're not far from uh, Area 51 and yep. all that. There's always been speculation that if something major was to happen, it could happen in Vegas. So you know, we're on pins and needles. Like, is something gonna happen? And obviously, nobody was traveling. So no. anytime, anytime there's a downturn in the economy, or uh, something like that happens, uh, Vegas definitely feels it. Wow, eh? Yeah, that must have yeah. been fucked. Yeah, it was crazy though. It was like, wow, like what you know. And then I, you find out how dumb uh, Americans can be sometimes. Because maybe a year later, I was uh, flying to Kansas City for a fight, mm-hmm. and there was a guy from the Sikh religion wearing a turban. Uh huh. And everybody's kind of talking about how <laughs> what they're gonna do if this guy gets out of line on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're recruiting people. and i'm like dude it's like well what if he does something i'm like if you hit him i'm hitting you yeah (laughs) like what i'm like he's not a muslim you idiot he's a sikh yeah like if you're gonna be like a racist dumbass at least know who you're being against read a fucking book first yeah and they're like what they were like they seem so confused like he's not a muslim yeah (laughs) i don't know how i can explain this to you Yeah, I but mean, I know he's not going to do anything. And if you harass him, I'm harassing you. Yeah, like, no way. came across people in my life, too, that thinks Muslim is like a, a nationality. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, it's just not a fucking right. country called Muslim. Like, no, and don't even realize that Judaism, Christianity and Islam are all from the same God. No, mm-hmm. I know. Like, I don't have guys, any clue. Like, come on now. I mean, yeah, but see what's going on in the world today that obviously people don't read yeah <laughs> not even a little just facebook yeah. posts yeah i just seen this thing this frederick Douglass cartoon mm. <laughs> have you seen it no no i'm gonna mm-hmm. send it to you okay i was gonna say uh, either send it to me or tell me about it send it to me though. yeah I, i'm gonna send it to you because right. i i can't believe people are actually buying this <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all right, Ron, we'll let you get out of here, but uh, I know you're not much of a guy for promoting shit, but is there anything you want to get out there right now? Uh, not really. I mean, if you're looking for a great place to train, come down to Extreme Couture. We'll get you in shape. And uh, we don't just train fighters down there. We train regular people, so you can come in and, um, you know, my son, I'm there. I'll, I'll get you back right. I'll get you healthy. Can you get your ass kicked a bit, too? You got any, uh, any attitude well, you know problems? What? We'll check you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I we most people actually are, it's funny because what I hear uh when regular people want to work out with with people trained in the fight world, they have a million excuses not to train like, oh, I gotta go get in shape first before I do this. Yeah, like, that's a big one. You, like, <laughs> what do you think we're gonna do to you? Gonna get right. in fight shape. <laughs> yeah, right. no, right. It's, it's just like come train, we'll get you in shape. We're not you know as a trainer if we hurt you we lose money that's not our job our job is to make you healthy wherever your starting point is we'll get you there and as you go along the the workouts are going to get more difficult that's what Mm -hmm. we do yeah and the culture in gyms like that too i've found over the years is usually a better culture than weightlifting gyms absolutely i Mm -hmm. i think uh the women don't get hit on nearly as much in our gyms uh Mm -hmm. there's not a bunch of people taking selfies people there they're helpful they work out and having fun but if you go to a big box gym uh you go to a gold gym it's mm. like everybody's trying to get a date yeah 
Like, uh, yeah, is, this, <laughs> is this Tinder or a gym? <laughs> and another great business idea. Right. right? Like, <laughs> I am behind the curve on all these things. Who knew you could make money by people swiping left or right? <laughs> it's the world we live in, sadly. I know. I know. All right, Ron, we'll let you get out of here, man. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Had a blast as always, and uh, I'll be talking to you. All right. Sure the next day too. All right, brother. All right. For Ron Frazier, Amy Barton, I'm Jay Kelly. This is Building Downtown. We out. Peace. Building Downtown. Building Downtown. Building Downtown. Building Downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.